So two quick stories I'd like to share with you this morning. First of all, I'd like to tell you about a lady by the name of Shirley Rains. Now, Shirley, a number of years ago, tragically lost a child in an accident, and she spent about 20 years in deep grief. And it took a friend of hers inviting her to come and serve the homeless. So she went, and Shirley said that there was something about being able to hang out with other broken people that helped her start to heal. And Shirley, really cool, you should Google her sometime, got this bright hair and she changes the color all the time. It's always something different. Loves her makeup and she wears very dramatic makeup. So the women that she was serving, these homeless women would come up to her and just, just love seeing her and seeing all the makeup and, the, and her beauty treatments and it just reminded them of what they, they didn't have anymore that they didn't have to wash their hair to put on makeup. So soon Shirley realized, I can do something about this. So in the midst of her grief, she began a ministry called Beauty. So she went out and she would go and she would wash the hair of homeless women, give shaves to the homeless men, give them hair color and, and makeup treatments. And in that moment, she was able to make them feel like they were human again, just by simply offering this. So in the midst of her brokenness of grief and sadness, she was able to be a light to others. I'd also like to introduce you to a young man by the name of Michael Weitzman. Michael was born to an 18-year-old mom wasn't quite sure who dad was. Police found him home alone one day at the age of one years old, sitting on the floor by himself with a knife in his hand. So of course he was immediately placed into foster care. From the ages of one to two and a half, Michael bounced around to five different homes. Next, his sixth home actually ended up with his biological grandfather. But unfortunately, Granddad was not a nice guy. It was not a safe home for him to be in. And actually, at the age of five, something happened where uh, a worker was in the house, and she realized that something was not quite right. So she took him out of the home, and thank God she did, because Granddad was actually in the process of adopting him. But he was rescued, and thankfully, he has no memory of those times. Next, at five years old, he went to his seventh home, and he was only there for two weeks, ended up in his eighth home, five years old. This time, finally, he was in a place where he was loved, where he was cherished, and it was wonderful for him. And these people eventually adopted him, quite the household of people, of other kids that they had adopted, different nationalities and different He finally felt love and acceptance but the problem with Michael is that at this time he was so scarred that he rebelled. Even though he was in a great place and being taken care of, he rebelled and he had lots of anger issues. And when there was other younger children in the home, unfortunately, Michael once again was removed from his adopted parents and placed back into the foster care system. Now here he is, 15 on his own, ends up in his ninth home where he's only there for two weeks, ends up in his 
at the age of 18 in a residential care facility. And he described this place as a prison. They literally had bars on the windows, locks on the doors. He was there with 14 other boys, 14 other girls, and the conditions were terrible. And he refused to let himself have hope. He refused to think that anything could be better and that this was going to be the state of his life. Finally, somehow he got and his 11th and 12th homes, both in group home facilities, turned out to be an amazing blessing for Michael. Michael was loved and cared for in ways he had never experienced. And he was able to turn his life around. He graduated high school of 16, and he was able to hold down jobs. And he moved from Southern California to Oklahoma City for a job and did well. Then he found himself on a mission trip to Ecuador for a week and he fell in love with the country and he moved back and did a lot of six months in Ecuador taking care of kids who had no families. At 19, he returns back to the United States and he starts his own business and now he travels the country talking to churches and to other organizations about children in the system and how to take care of them and how to watch out for them and how we can all play a role in making sure that we take care of the children in our midst. It's amazing. Out of Michael's brokenness, he was able to find light. Both Michael and Shirley, Shirley knew their source of light. They knew that Jesus Christ was the reason for them to be able to get out of these situations that they found themselves in. Shirley and Michael are glow sticks. Glow sticks don't work until you break them. It's in the midst of that breaking that we are able to shine forth light. Source of our light and our strength, and he's the one that helps us through those broken times. Then we get glow. We are made to glow in the dark. And none of us can avoid brokenness, can we? Perhaps we have experienced or are going through brokenness in a marriage. Maybe we're feeling brokenness somewhere in our families. Maybe we're feeling broken from grief. Maybe we're feeling broken with health issues that just don't seem to resolve themselves. But we all know what that's like, don't we? When you take your brokenness and you give it up to God, the broken family, or the broken marriage, or your broken health concerns. Put your grief into God's hands. All this brokenness starts to glow when it's placed into God's hands. It becomes beautiful, and you become a light in the darkness in spite of all that you've had to experience and go through. So for a minute or two, I'd like us all to take the glow sticks that you have been given and reflect on those things that are broken. Maybe you have some brokenness in your life right now. And what would happen if you just prayed over that brokenness and gave it into God's hands? Perhaps you have, have had brokenness in your life that you have turned over to God and is now shining forth in your life, so then you get to offer up a prayer of thanksgiving. 
But I'd like you to take, take a moment now, reflect on that, and go ahead, and when you've identified your brokenness, whether it's current brokenness, or brokenness that you've experienced in the past and are now giving thanks for, go ahead. <laughs> you all right there, Mr. Guy? <laughs> Break that glow stick. And once you got it broken and you've given up that brokenness to God and ask him to work his light through your brokenness, let's go ahead and raise those up. Let's take a look around. Look at that, my friends. How awesome is it that we have this brokenness? Because remember, the whole point of why we're here is that Jesus, broken, was placed into the absolute darkest place that anyone can go, and that's the darkness of the tomb. And what did God do with that brokenness, with that broken body? Three days later, the tomb was opened, and light shined forth into the world, and the world was never the same again because of the brokenness of one man. You all have that same power this day because you all were made to glow in the dark. Alleluia. Amen.